Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico from the Made in China podcast, Source Financial Manufacturing Consulting Company, and the Source Financial YouTube channel. So uh, this is, I think, one of the last episodes from you know the Christmas New Year's time where I said I was cleaning up all of our backlog uh, catalog episodes, and this one's this one's kind of an older one. It's two years ago. I interviewed my staff at the time. I think I interviewed CC. Uh, Imogen and Sunny. The only person out of the three that's still working for me is Imogen. You guys would have, if you watch her YouTube channel, you would have seen the interview I did with her recently when we were in northern China. Um, and yeah, it was just like uh, I just wanted to get to know my staff and you know, sort of ask them what they thought about me in in the podcast form and what it would be like, what it's like to work for a foreign company and a foreign boss. Um, you know, CC has gone on to. Uh, she after she was doing an internship with us for the summer, and after that she went on to do some internships in the hotel management industry in Switzerland and Germany. I think she's now back in China, uh, working in event the event it was hotel slash event industry in in I think in Shenzhen, and then Sunny went on to actually work for some factories, and I think afterwards she's gone on to work with her parents who own some stores, and she's opened up her own. I think she's opening up, or she's doing her own fashion line. So, you know, a lot of、uh, interesting career paths afterwards, and I like to think that I was influential with these guys and, and what they're doing right now. So, without further ado, enjoy the episode. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. So I wanted to start with maybe you guys can introduce yourselves. Just say your name, what, where you're from, like、mm-hmm. hometown.、Um, what are you studying? What university? Start with. Hello, everyone. I'm Mijun.、Uh, I'm from Zhangjiang,、uh, a city near sea, and I'm studying in Guangdong University of Finance, majoring in business English. Hello, I'm Sunny. I'm from Dongguan. Dongguan, it it is a famous city, you know. <laughs> And I'm also studying in Guangdong University of Finance. And my major is English. Okay, business English, right? Yes. Okay. And that's how you guys know each other. You met at school. Yes,、uh, we met at a school、uh, activity. What, what what activity was that? Actually, we were in the same study、uh, student union, but different department. Okay, what what do you find interesting about the student union that you guys were doing? I'm in the PR department. <laughs> in the PR department, okay. <laughs> yes, I I like to、uh, I like to contact the people outside our school. And I want to know how can I communicate with different people? Yes, and know more about the knowledge 
that I can't learn in my school. Do you feel like that's helped you communicate with different types of people, like specifically talking to factories, talking to the customers? Mm, yes, I know how to be more polite to them, and then how to make them feel comfortable with me. Imogen, why did you why did you join the student union? Uh, I am in the art department, uh, which means I need to organize many activities. So uh, I love uh, organizing things because uh, uh, it is very. It make me feel very successful when we when when I see the uh, the show uh, put on the put on the performance stage, mm-hmm. uh, which is organized by me. You 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 feel proud of that, right? Yes. Yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, we have in InterChina when we do the the meetups. I organize the meetup, and then to see maybe the video afterwards or something like that, it makes me feel mm-hmm. proud. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to talk about more is like obviously working for me, working in a foreign company. Did you have any jobs before you you worked for me, or is this? I think Sunny told me she had a part time job before. Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Uh, a lot of part-time experience before working in South by Asia, uh, like working in decathlon. decathlon. Decathlon? Yes. As like what, salesperson? Oh uh, yes, salesperson. <laughs> and, and like working for China Mike, uh, your friend, for doing, uh, being an assistant of him. To, to help with the organizing his basketball tournaments yeah, and stuff like yes. that. Yes. And working for another uh, foreigner, uh, and also like like the job being in, doing in South by Asia, mm-hmm. fighting quotations and something else. You worked in Decathlon. Obviously, that's a Chinese company. You had like a Chinese manager and stuff like that. Do you see any differences working in a Chinese company working whether than working with foreigners? Uh, actually, the Decathlon. It's uh, not a Chinese factory uh, company. It's in France. It's it's French, but then it's in China. Yes, so, uh, and you have like what I mean is that you have lead by a Chinese. Exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. Uh, but uh, it is. I think the Kessler is lead by many young people. Mm-hmm. So it's a very uh, relaxing environment to work there. Uh, but it is. The astronomy is almost the same in the Kazakhstan or in South Asia. We have many freedom to talk what we want to talk and to do what we want to do. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Sunny? Uh, I have been the assistant teacher mm-hmm. before I work in South Asia. And I think uh, in a chi- Chinese company, there are too much Hierarchy, <laughs> because in South by Asia, um, my boss didn't just order me to do something, but but you would tell me how to do something and teach me something, uh, teach me that uh, which I don't know and I can just ask you directly. Mm-hmm. No need to afraid that you will blame me. Why you don't know how to do this? Mm-hmm. By the way, you guys don't have to say nice things about the company. <laughs> just, just do the interview like normal. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, I try to 
I try to like, when I tell you to do something, I try to at least have you understand why we need to do this. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure some things you're like, oh, that's boring or uh, why do we have to? But I'm like, you know, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason behind doing it, not just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. I also felt like that when I was teaching English. Um, I didn't like that sometimes we would come to work and they changed something so big. Like, mm-hmm. for example, they blocked off half the school and they changed the design of the, the classrooms. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that they could have talked to us about or at least get our opinion, you know, because we work there every day, right? So yes. I don't. I noticed that when I was working for Chinese Boss before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about working here, you are dealing with factories a lot. Imagine had that some of that experience before, but what's your opinion of how you talk to the factories and what 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 do you think of Chinese factories based on your work? Before we pay the order, mm-hmm. uh, they they we are they are, they will guess uh, the possibility. Uh, how big possibility we will pay the order to them. Mm-hmm. So they will try to be uh, be nice to us and then uh, try to show all their advantages to us. Yes. So they're, they're guessing whether we're going to actually pay them? You yes. Th- and you think most of the time the factories that we talk to think that we're going to work with them? Yes. Which is true because we're not doing it for fun, right? We have a customer mm-hmm. who wants to place an order, so it's it's actually kind of real. I think a big problem is when the customers contact the factories directly, sometimes the factories mm-hmm. think they're not serious. But if the customer has a sourcing company in China mm-hmm. contacting the factory, then they feel like maybe the customer has more money, right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes the factory will feel uh, surprised mm-hmm. because we are just... just the sourcing sourcing company, and we don't need uh, need the factory to pay for us mm-hmm. to uh, recommend, uh to introduce them to our customer. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a very good point that you bring up because a lot of most of the sourcing companies they get some sort of like fee from the factory mm-hmm. for introducing the customer, or they add their money into the per unit cost. So. Mm-hmm. With me, that's actually something I thought about when we started the company was that I didn't want to have our fees connected to the factory. Mm -hmm. So my focus is, or our focus is, to make sure that the customer gets everything that they want instead of us thinking, oh, well, let's get the order really quickly so that we can make some money. Mm -hmm. Imagine, what what is your opinion of talking to factories? I think uh, the factory sometimes has some... The attitude is not so good, mm-hmm. uh, but when we communication is a uh, no matter what they say, we need to be friendly, mm-hmm. uh, because but sometimes they will feel us uh, like a traitor or something. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it may, traitor? Yes, uh, because <laughs> we are not so professional enough in mm. everything, mm. but uh, it's a it's a long conversation to deal with all kinds of factory because mm-hmm. we are sourcing company, we will deal all kinds of products. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can learn a lot from it, this. Is it is what you're saying because because we're not specialized in one yes. product, so sometimes yes. we have a new product that comes in and then we have to learn a lot about the yes. product. Mm. So then the factory feels irritated or 
ang- angry or what? They just feel like they don't want to explain so much or what's the... Yes, they feel as like a stupid person not knowing anything. <laughs> See, but uh, my advice in that situation is like, it's completely fine to lose five factories just because you're getting information. Yeah. It's mm. important actually. Like I also tell my customers the same thing. If they don't want to use a sourcing agent, at least talk to many factories and get as much information as possible mm. about how to make the product. Like the the simple, the manufacturing process is almost the same, but you need to know like, are there issues with using this kind of material versus another material? And those are things that you can only learn if you specialized or if you contact somebody who has the knowledge, which is the factory. Mm-hmm in these situations. Um, but I, I think that as well for the factories, they don't, they need to change their, um, they need to change the way they think about doing business with foreigners. Yes. Because before they used to deal only with really big companies. And those big companies, they mm-hmm. maybe they worked with plastic for a long time or something like that. So they know really all the details about the plastic. Mm-hmm. These days, more and more foreigners, just a guy who has a normal job, saves up money, yes. and he wants to start his own business. And the factories have to get used to that. They're dealing with people who are not so experienced. They're dealing with people mm-hmm. who are maybe just buying for the first time in China. Yes. So I think that has to change. And I mean, some factories understand that, especially with Amazon stuff, like people were selling on Amazon a lot. Yes, some factories, they are very, uh, very patient because some... So, uh, in the early time I work in Southwest Asia, mm-hmm. I learned much from the factories because they, even though they can't make such kind of product for us, but they also teach us how to source these factories in, uh, in Alibaba or in the real market. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think this is an interesting thing? Because I before you guys. Before you guys started working for me, before I had like Leo and stuff, I used to talk to the factories myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, it's different me being a foreigner in China talking to the factories. What? Uh, how would I word this question? For me, I found that when I was talking to the factories, they were very friendly, but maybe it was a little bit slower because I'm not talking to them in Chinese. Yes. Right? So what when you tell the factories that you work for a foreign sourcing company, what do they say? Well, what's the reaction? Mm-hmm. When you tell the factories that you work for a foreign sourcing company, but we're in China, mm. do, do they get some sort of reaction? Do they ever say anything to you guys? Because mm. I know Sunny said before, it, it, when, when they thought that it was a local sourcing company you say I don't want yes. to work with this local sourcing company yes because they are afraid they are afraid us will sell their product uh, in domestic market they just want to export the yeah. export to the foreign market mm-hmm. but then when you explain that it's not we're not a Chinese sourcing company is there any difference in their opinion no they still want to Talk to our customer, following customer directly. Yeah, that's normal. I, I, mm, I wouldn't expect yes. it to change, but I th- I found that I remember with Leo as well when he was contacting some factories and they thought that we were a local sourcing company. They yes. didn't want to work with us. When we explained that it's a foreign-owned sourcing company, then they changed their opinion. Yes, but of course it's normal that they want to talk to the customers directly. Mm-hmm. What? 
So recently, I've had you guys start talking to customers yourselves directly on email and WeChat and stuff. Mm. What is the difference between talking to the customers and then talking to the factories? Talking to the factory, we need uh, we use our own language. Mm-hmm. It's more understandable. Um, Ourself can communicate very easily. But talking to the customer, we need to be polite and we need to figure out things more clearly for him. So everything we need to think twice and tell those customers. Sunny? Mm. Yes, like Imogen, what Imogen said just now is what I think. And we have to be more polite to our owner customers. Mm-hmm. And to the factory, of course, we have to be polite. But because in in our in Chinese, it is easy for us to uh, organize the organize the communication. Is that is that getting better? Uh, communicating with the customers, like, is it becoming easier for you? Sure, yeah. because uh, I think the best way to explain the uh, update to our customer is to make a list to tell them number one is uh, blah blah number two number three and they can understand easily who who taught you that uh leo and rico (laughs) who taught leo that rico (laughs) (laughs) um what do you prefer to communicate on wechat or email email why? Richard, uh, it's hard to type a long, long conversation. It, it will make us, uh, make us ignore many information. Mm-hmm. And email is easy to organize. Yes. You feel the same way? Yes, we uh, can deal with something urgent. But if we just uh, some update or just ask for inquiry, some quotation, it's better to use emails. Otherwise, we should can easily to make misunderstandings. But you guys are not necessarily talking to all the factories on email. You're also talking to them mm-hmm. on, on what, like QQ, WeChat, WeChat and mm-hmm. Alibaba Trade Trade Manager. Manager, right? So do you try to get them into the emails at, at some stage or you the whole most of the communication at the beginning you do on Alibaba Trade Manager? Mm-hmm. And then when you want to get a contract or pictures or something like that, then they send you an email. Yes. Right? Yes. But after that, do you start talking to them on Trade Manager again or you're talking to them on email only? No, uh, we talk to them on more convenient social media, mm-hmm. uh, QQ or WeChat. So that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to get at is because a lot of times, um, like some of the some of my customers who were trying to talk to the factories before, mm-hmm. they talk to them on Trade Manager at first, or they talk to them via email at first. But then after some stage, they didn't know that they should get QQ or WeChat, and to get mm-hmm. some quick information. You know? yes. So I'm always trying to tell people to download those apps. Um, oh yeah, I want to talk about myself. What do you think of me as a boss? Basically, it's an easier question to answer. <laughs> uh... Firstly, you're a nice boss. You always give us some party and taught us many things. And secondly, you are 
sometimes you are very strict. You you mm-hmm. have a, uh, you are doing a boss need to do, uh, but you are not those. You are, but you will never scold us on anything. You just tell us what to do and do what uh, according to you say. What? <laughs> First, before Sunny answers, where am I strict? I'm just interested. <laughs> uh, you have your own rule, mm-hmm. and we need to follow it. Okay, that's fair enough. You are you are not a not a traditional boss. Yeah, I'm only twenty four. That's why. <laughs> yes, I think um, your your mind, your thinking is active and uh, creative. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, uh, you know, some gap between uh, between the way you think and be- and. The way I think, mm-hmm. so we have some argument about some something, but finally you will win <laughs> because you the <laughs> you are the boss. <laughs> finally, I win. Yes. When you say that, you mean like it, we don't agree on something, some sort of strategy, and then we're arguing about the strategy. Mm, yes, and you, yes, you you will explain. Explain and explain to me mm-hmm. again and again and very persuasive and then, uh, uh, and suddenly I think oh you are right I have to <laughs> I have to do what you think think about this <laughs> well I worked in sales for like four years mm-hmm. so that's part of it but like uh, I'm, I'm stubborn you know mm-hmm. I don't like to, I don't change my mind very easily especially when so. it comes to <laughs> Especially when it comes to this business, because I've been I've been running the company for longer than you guys have been working in it, right? So, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's like, of course, most of the time, my opinion is going to be correct. But I don't know if you guys noticed. Sometimes, when if we have an argument, mm-hmm. which by the way we don't really argue, it's just kind yes. of a conversation. Maybe the next day, or maybe two hours later, or something like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I change my mind. Yes, and then I'll say, yeah, I think you're right. Like I think recently, Imogen. <laughs> Was it? it was something to do with the sales agreement? No, no, the material thing. Remember? Oh, yes. So I said, you know, the customer said it's this, and then you said, no, I think it's wrong, and I was like, well, the customer said it's this, and then I went and and, and did like a quick read through the email again, and I was like, okay, Imogen is right. Yes. It was the wrong information. Mm-hmm. So like, I do change my mind. It's just not easy for it to happen, mm-hmm. and it it depends on the situation. Like some areas, the way I look at it is like this: if if I don't agree with somebody. Mm-hmm. If it's an area where I have more experience, mm-hmm. most of the time I, it would be very difficult for you to change my mind. Mm-hmm. But if it's a situation where you have more experience, then I might be more easy. It, it might be easier for me to change my mind, right? So I mean, that's it. All right, it's the end of the interview. Okay. Anything else that you want to say? <laughs> have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. So you guys have seen me waking up early for the past two days. You've seen me going to factories. You've seen me dealing with my Chinese employees. You've seen me at the IFC Tower. You've seen me working late. But you might be wondering or asking, how how did I get here?
that's it. It's two days in their life. 25 year old CEO, Fine Asia, Beta China Podcast, Manufacturing Consulting in China. All right, CC. Let's get into it. Um, so you get your own episode because you were not present on Friday when I interviewed Sunny and Imogen. Just want to make it clear: there's no favorites, you know. Um, so let's just start off with a little bit of your background. Yes. Where are you from? What are you studying? You know, mm-hmm. why? What led you to work in Source Financial? Okay, I have been working for Rico for three months, and because this time I still studying my master degree in France, and this time I come back to Guangzhou and work as an internship for Rico, and in France I'm studying the、um, event management, and this time I. Um, work as a develop and and sourcing specialist in Source by Asia. R and D. Yes, R and D. Um, I think this work is kind of really interesting and recalls really grow me a lot. Okay, so before we get into that, like even before, what did you study before you went to France? Um, I was studying the accounting at my university, and <laughs> I always joke about that. But like, I don't <laughs> think that was the right、uh, right field for your personality, right? Yes. <laughs> so you studied accounting,、um, and then you you worked as an accountant for a little bit. Yes, for an assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I found out it's not really suitable for my personality.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I think I'm not the people、um, enjoy sitting in front of the accounting book <laughs> for a long day. <laughs>、okay. So then you go, okay, I don't, I, I'm not an accountant. What makes you say I want to go to France?、Um, because I want to see more,、um, and because. Most of the people I will choose, Canada or USA or Australia.、Mm-hmm. When you say most people, you're talking about Chinese students、yes. who want to go study abroad. Yes, but because I know that, yeah, just like French women are really elegant, and I really love white wine in France, so I want to. Study abroad in France. It's a, it's actually a good point that you bring up because,、um, like, I remember when I was teaching English, Jingle actually asked me.、Mm-hmm. She was asking me whether she should go study. I think it was in some small town in Canada, versus going to Ottawa, right? And Ottawa is not the biggest town, but it is bigger than the other town that you're. So we're talking about the difference between going to a place where there's like a hundred thousand people versus, you know, one or two million. So she was asking me like the the school in the small town is really good, really suits her studies and it's like a, a respected school, or she can go to the one in Ottawa, which she can still study what she wants to study, except it's just not the same 
respect from the school. It's not as high of an institu- institution. But I told her the, the reality is that you're only going to spend four to six hours of your day in class, right? And then that equates to like 25 hours to 30 hours a week. What are you going to do the rest of the time? Are you going to be sitting in the campus studying all the time? Or are you going to go into the city and explore and learn and meet people and have different experiences? You can't really do that that much in a small town. So what's what I like about your answer is like, you weren't thinking so much about what am I going to study? It's more like, what am I going to experience in this place? Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's super important for people to understand. Yes. All right. So you go to France, uh, you're studying there. You've been there for how long? Um, almost one year. Okay. Then you come back and you start working for me, right? Uh-huh. Um, you've, I guess now you've dealt with quite a, a few different cultures and stuff. Your day-to-day stuff is talking to Chinese manufacturers. What do you think of the communication with Chinese manufacturers? Mm, I think the most um, important part is when we want to move a little bit more faster with the manufacturer, but I think um, good manufacturer or good factories will answer your questions very directly and give more information than you want. But maybe some small factories or factories that... um, doesn't have too much experience. They the salespeople just um, won't answer your questions more specifically. And sometimes you ask them maybe five or six questions, and they just answer two or three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think that's more to do with lack of experience, or do you think they're trying to hide something? I think they're trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. That's what I always tell people. Uh-huh. I mean, it could be lack of experience because that's something you also have to remember is a lot of times you're dealing with a salesperson. So, you know, maybe they just worked at the company for two weeks. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of times they'll say, oh, we can't do that. And I'm like, well, maybe talk to the manager or talk to the engineer and ask them if they're capable of doing that. And most times they'll say, oh, yeah, the engineer said, yes, we can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just because they don't know. Right. Um, so something that Sunny and Imogen mentioned, which I found very interesting was we, I mean, we we don't specialize in a specific product, right? So we have many customers from different fields. Yes. So quite often, the first few days of communicating with a manufacturer, we're kind of learning about the product, mm. right? So we know the manufacturing process. We know how to source suppliers. We know how to, you know, we know what is involved with the steps. But obviously, each product has a little bit something that's different. Yes. She's, they said that sometimes the factories will get frustrated with them because they're asking a lot of questions. Uh-huh. Is this true? Yes. Yeah. I tried that before and maybe they will they just think we are a little bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about that? And sometimes we ask too much questions and some experienced salespeople think we don't know much about that and sometimes they will a little bit rude to us mm-hmm. and don't want to explain too much to us. Okay. Well, what I told Sunny and Imogen is like, I, I, when I was 
starting off, I was communicating with suppliers directly as well. And there's nothing wrong with burning through the first five suppliers that you talk to just because you're asking a lot of questions and you're learning about the product. Mm -hmm. There's so many suppliers that are available that it's completely fine to piss off a couple factories and then work with the other ones. So by the time you talk to the sixth one, you sound very professional because now you kind of know all the information, right? Yes. Um, and that's those are things that the customers will, won't be able to do because mm -hmm. a lot of times the factories will just stop replying to the customer or the customer won't know what questions to ask or they might be shy to ask those questions as well. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us. Um, recently, you've been communicating directly with our customers more. Yes. What do you think about that? What's your, what's your opinion on the communication style between the customers and yourself? Um, I think when I was communicating with the customer directly, um, I can't um, ask them when there's uh, questions came out. When when there was a question came out, I might need to think more and organize my mind to see if these questions I can handling by myself by communicating with the factories. And if these questions really can can be solved, so I will I would um communicate with that customer directly. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> why, why are you laughing? <laughs> uh -huh. Are you you're not sure if you gave the, the correct answer? Yes. There's no correct answer, Cece. Okay. <laughs> Everything is the correct answer. You just have to tell the truth. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's what I, I try to teach you guys is a lot of times there are things. Remember, I always say Google it, right? That's one of the things mm -hmm. I like saying is Google it. Because sometimes you ask me, you might ask a question that is very simple and you could just search for the answer and you'll find it because yes. sometimes you ask me a question and i google it and then i explain it to you guys <laughs> right so it's like some things you can figure out by yourself okay and then as well if you're if there is a problem mm -hmm. before you present it to me or present it to the customer think of a few solutions so it's mm. not just hey there's a problem yes hey there's a problem but we could try this or we could try this or we could try that mm. even if the solutions are not good it's still better that you gave the solution because it might give the customer an idea mm -hmm. or it might give me an idea of how to improve. Yeah. Right? So that's that's what I was, I'm always trying to get you guys to think about. Yes. Do you, what like, what is it like taking information from the supplier and giving updates to the customer? And what is it like getting customers' questions and stuff like that and communicating with the supplier? Do you find it, do you think it's difficult? Do you think it's easy? What do you what do you recommend for people if, if what do you think is the best method to do that? Mm. You means when I getting the information from factories mm -hmm. and then how to update our customer. Mm -hmm. Um I think when we asked very um so many information from the factories and it's better for us to list the information they give us and then um, based on our questions from our customer and then list 
the pawn one, pawn two, pawn three, and then write a feedback email to our customer. By the way, anyone listening, I didn't, I didn't tell CC to say that because it's the exact same answer that Sunny gave. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good training, guys. I'm just a good. Boss. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean that's the the most effective way. I, I talked about it when I did my um, when I did the webinar as well. Mm-hmm. I showed an example of the way you're supposed to send the email and stuff. It's just it's the clearest way to communicate, right? Yes. It's, it's okay, so moving more into working in you've worked in a Chinese company before, right? Yes. And now you're working in a foreign company. What do you see? What are the differences that you see between working in a Chinese company and working in a foreign company? Um, I think it's the most different things is in Sourcefire Asia we use like Google Drive and Asana and there's Slack. This is um, the methods that Chinese company um, will use this. Chinese companies won't use that. Yes, yeah, because we also need VPN to, yeah, connect it to the Google Drive and the Gmail. So, but um, I think working in a foreign company is more flexible, and you don't feel really, you don't feel much straight. To yes, you, you have don't more feel like freedom. It's as strict, you have yes. more freedom. Mm-hmm. Can you give a specific example? Um, just like when we when we working at the office, and how to say, um, and just like. Record won't give us too much straight when we are working at the office. Yeah, because um, we can talk what we want and just um. You can express yourself. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, and don't afraid our um. Don't need to afraid our boss. Um, does he really um, like what I what we said? We can explain our opinion more openly. Yeah, well, the way Sunny put it, she said like in in the Chinese company, there's too much of a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So she feels like she can't communicate with the boss, so she's scared to communicate with the boss. Yes. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have an influence over the how the company moves forward? Sometimes when we have different opinions with Rico, and we will try to give her, give him our recommendations or our opinions, and then um, Rico always can um, accept our idea if he thinks it's a good ideas or a good way to work on his uh, business. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're moving more into me as a boss. Mm-hmm. What is it? What am I like as a boss? The first thing I think is open-minded. 
and he's always really comprehensive and comprehensive is a funny word because comprehensive is like you know when you're I I know what you mean by it uh-huh. but it's like when you're in school oh. your teacher will be like oh he's very comprehensive meaning okay. like he he understands what's like the the subjects we're talking about quickly um but i think what you mean is i i am in intuitive you know what intuitive means it means i kind of i get what you're saying even yes. if you don't say it in the most like clear way possible right and yes and sometimes we make some mistake but um if we in a chinese company and the boss always just um just fight with you and told you what you did was wrong and he feels of them will give the opinions or give a way to teach you how to um improve but Rico always um by the way you can just say you you don't have to say Rico <laughs> okay and he always um teach us how to change our ways to improve our work and he's always really patient uh-huh you you're talking about all the nice things what about the bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> no um i just feel this is really good and really good personality of a boss what i was going to say about that is whenever in terms of the blaming thing in terms of you being like if a, if you're dealing with a different kind of boss maybe a more traditional boss mm-hmm. you make a mistake they shout at you uh for me it's like i can't expect you to know what to do mm-hmm. if you don't have experience in that field all i can expect is if you do your best mm-hmm. and then if your best if there's some mistakes it's not your fault it's my fault because i didn't teach you how to do it mm-hmm. or i need to improve something about the systems or we just didn't know how to do it and we're learning from the experience so that's why i always approach it is like whenever you guys make a mistake it's my mistake and i need to change something yes um that's why i'm always like why why did this happen i'm sure it fucking is annoying but like the reality <laughs> is that's how you improve right i want to understand what is the base reason why this is not working mm-hmm. um I'm talking about some of the more because you're giving me a lot of compliments but you don't have to you have to be telling the truth <laughs> some of the more negative stuff Sunny said is I'm stubborn. Mhm. Right? What do you think about that? Yeah, but sometimes um you have your own mindset and your own ways to run this business. Mm-hmm. So um just like what Sunny says you always um like convincing people and <laughs> 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 and sometimes we just don't know how to argue with you and um we are not that really experienced so we just follow the way you teach us yeah i mean the the thing is like you have to I love that you guys challenge me. I, mm-hmm. I encourage it. I like it. Um but yeah, the reality is that I'm more experienced than you guys and I'm the boss, right? So mm-hmm. there are certain situations where 
I think that something needs to be done a certain way, and I have a very strong idea as to why it should be done that way. Mm-hmm. And you might not agree with it, but then I'll try to explain to you guys why I think we should do it like this. Mm. And I'd like to think that there are situations where you guys have changed my mind before. It maybe doesn't happen so often, but you know, it does happen, right? Yes. All right. Any any last comments? <laughs> By the way, Sisi uh, has no reason to be like nice to me. She's leaving in a week, so ah, uh, you know, she could have just told the truth. <laughs> okay, no, but um, I um, when we still at the old office, mm-hmm. I just think maybe sometimes recall is it a little bit emotional because Misa told us before and. She also think Rico sometimes has a little bit emotional. Emotional about what? Um, about the taxi thing. <laughs> oh, that's small stuff, though. Yeah, it's really small stuff. But I mean, like emotional, like angry. Is that what you're saying? Or mm. irritated? No, but that. But, but was I was I sad about the taxi? Of course, I'm not sad about the taxi. <laughs> okay, so this is my thing, and I, I talked to you guys about it before. There are certain things that I value, and time is one of them. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll give you. I'll, I'll explain what CC is talking about. I think it was sometimes I don't do it as much now, but in the past, like I, maybe I'd ask you guys to call me a car to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. To call me a car to come back. The reason why I'm doing that, even though the place is close, is because I want to save the time of walking. Yes. So I had to go to the bank, mm. and then I had to come back, and you guys called. I asked you guys to call me a car, and for some reason I was standing outside of the bank for like fifteen, twenty minutes. Yes. So of course that's irritating, but in my mind, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to shout at you guys for it. Mm. I just decided to take the situation into my own hands and just walk home instead of wasting time and and standing there waiting for the car. Yes. Right. So that's that's really what it comes down to. Of course, it's going to be irritating. But if there's any situation where I feel like it's it's a bigger issue, I will shut it down before it becomes anything more. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, same thing with this car stuff. You and Sunny had some. Issues or whatever, and then I said, like, let's just sit down and talk about it. Yes. And let's be finished with it from there. You know, let's mm. figure out what's the problem, fix it, and then move forward. Yes. You know, if we do that, I'm never angry. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, CC. Thank you. End of the podcast. Jusqu'ici, tout va bien, mais l'important, c'est pas la chute, c'est l'atterrissage.